Okay, so last week you had the introduction to dealing with questions, which is what we'll need to do. Karibin. And now I'm just repeating the main two points again. And that is the first one is that before you start answering a question, you have to be confident of the answer yourself. And firstly, that you understand the answer. And secondly, that you, you fully accept it. You're not coming to apologize for something you don't really understand except yourself. And then the second one is to know how to adjust the answer to the audience. You know, that's based on who's asking the question and what kind of question it is, uh, what the, what, how you're going to how you're going to style, how you're going to phrase the answer. Okay, so let's start with a regular question. And I'm starting with this question number one because it's a, an Ica, or a Yiddish guide, but also because one of the Rishonim we have who really is, teaches us a lot about this topic. Firstly, how to present Ashkafa, and secondly, how to answer questions is the Kazari. That's why he wrote the Sefer. And, some, and it's, a question, it's a dialogue between the king of Kazarim and the Chacham. And uh, sometimes the king is presented as asking Chacham questions, which means asking questions that he wants to understand something, so the Kazari explains him. Sometimes it's coming to argue, we say ask the Russia question, and then we'll see how the Kazari deals with that too. And uh, therefore, I'm going to start with the same starting point that the Kazari started with, which is the question of the concept of Klai Yisrael being the Amman Yivchar. Klai Yisrael being the chosen people. And that is, being the chosen people means we consider ourselves to have a distinction over everybody else in the world. Now, the, the Kazari makes the statement right at the beginning, when the king meets him for the first time, and he tells him, tell me what's different about the Jewish people. And the Kazari says, it's just like you understand, there's a difference between plants and animals, and animals and people. So understand, there's also a difference between people and Klai Yisrael. And the king tells him, I knew you shouldn't have wasted my time talking to you, because you're not rational. And the Kazari says, no, I'll explain to you why I am. That's where he started the Sefer from, which is he, he, he understood the importance of emphasizing this point first. And particularly today, it's uh, to people with a... Western outlook on life, a liberal value system, so that sounds very very wrong to them. People believe in universalism and everybody is the same. And, they, and to claim that you're better than somebody else is really being racist or being elitist or whatever one wants to call it. Just confirming this, this is the thing I was most bothered by when I was being Makarov. Right. right, as many people are, especially people from that culture, uh, that, that worldview. And uh, so that's first, like we said always, uh, firstly, let's convince ourselves. Let's convince ourselves what does it mean to be the Amman and how do we know to be the Amman and what privileges does it give us. And then once you've, hopefully we are convinced ourselves of it, then we'll talk the second part of how to, how to answer the question, how to convey the information, depending on the way the question is asking. So number one, it's not a Suffolk Bichlal, it's a Torah. And Torah tells us more than once. The Torah says, for example, in one of the places, Hashem owns the heavens and the heavens, Hashem owns the world, Hashem owns the universe, it's all Him, it's all His, and with all that Hashem has, Rak Hashem. And out of all that, all Hashem wanted was your ancestors, that's the Avos, and He chose the descendants of the Avos, the seven. So the Torah tells us Hashem owns everything, it's all His, and all He cares about in that vast expanse called the universe is the Avos and their children, which is Yisrael. That's one place. Uh, 
You, Hashem, chose to be his treasured nation. It's not a suffix. The Torah says it lots of times. And that is, Klai Yisrael were chosen to be an Amman Yivchar. And uh, the other nations in the world uh, were created as well, of course, for a purpose. But they, aren't in the st- they weren't in the same category as Klai Yisrael who were chosen to be the Amman Yivchar. Now, let's start with why is it like that? Why is it like that? You know, as we, so we, we, the, the proof, well, how we know it's like that is because the Torah says so a number of times. Why is it like that? So the Ramchal explains this in Derech Hashem. And the Ramchal explains in Derech Hashem that Hashem created this world, as we know, for a purpose. And the purpose of the world it means that He needs people in the world to bring the world to its purpose. And originally, Adam Arishan would have been one person, and had Adam done his job, then he would have been the one individual who would have brought the world to its purpose. Adam failed. And uh, in the footsteps of Adam, Hashem was looking for other people who, who would be willing to bring the world to its purpose and justify what he wanted the world to be. And the world, any opportunity it had, unfailingly missed its opportunity to do that. Until Ramavino came along, he was the first one who who was worthy of Hashem saying about him that he was doing what Hashem wanted a person to do and he was therefore uh, justified the, the, the creation. The point of creation was that a person would do what Hashem wanted him to do, a person would partner with Hashem, so to speak, in perfecting the world. The first person to justify the whole point of creation was, was Avraham Avinu and that's why the whole world now rests in Avraham Avinu. In other words, because of him, that's the, he now has justified the point of the world. Now, like the Derech Hashem says, that didn't mean other people couldn't join Avram. Avram himself publicized the Munah and had a large gathering, a large following of people who believed, who he brought to Amunah as well. But, uh, in subsequent generations, the influence of Avram was lost in the world around, until when HaKadosh Baruch Hu offered the world, before Matan Torah, if they also want a part in uh, in, in fulfilling the world's mission, then no one was interested. And therefore, at that stage, Sarkadish Baruch decided that what was originally meant to be the, the job of mankind in the world has now become the job of the Jewish people. And then, at that stage, we became the Amanifchar. At Harsina, we were chosen. Chosen means that we were chosen by default. In other words, there was no one else that was willing or interested in doing what Sarkadish Baruch wanted. And therefore, the whole, the whole future of the world and the whole point of the world and the whole tachas of the world now rests on us. And just like before that, we would say that a person was unique as he was the, as, as he was the creation which Hashem intended to fulfill the purpose of the world. And everything else that Hashem created, animals, trees, plants, birds, the solar system, whatever it was, was just background was just to set up the system for the person to operate. It wasn't why Hashem created the world. It was just, the, so to speak, the, the, the stage on which a person could act. So what happened was when people collectively, the rest of the world collectively, decided that that's not what they wanted to do. They turned down that option. So then they also get put into the category of being the backdrop, of being the supporting actors for the world stage, which is now going to be dealt with by Klai Yisrael. So that the first point of the concept of Amman Nivchar is that what was originally meant to be the job of mankind in totality became the job of just Klai Yisrael. And now, of course, if, that, if we're the ones who are now entrusted with the mission of carrying out what Hashem Baruch wants, then His focus is on us. So, 
Technically, yes. They would have become part of us. They could have joined us. Yes, they could have joined us. They wouldn't have replaced us. They could have joined us. Now, the Rampal says one more thing. This is an important point to remember whenever you explain this point. And that is, that doesn't close the door on other nations. Because it's still a concept of somebody becoming a gap. All it means is that in their status as they are now, they're, they're, they're supporting stuff. As the status they are now, they're not the Iker of the Bria. And, and therefore, HaKadosh Baruch isn't looking to them as someone who's going to bring the world he wants to, to bring it to. But there are people who can have, have Bechira, and if they realize the Amis and they choose, to, they choose to join, so to speak, the Amanivchar, so the doors open. We accept Gerim. And this, by the way, is the, always the counter to people who claim that Judaism is racism. It's not. If it's racism, then you can't join the ranks. If you're against Africans, then you, can't, you won't accept one because he wants to be the, uh, white. If you're against uh, whatever other population sector it is, you're not going to accept them because they want to be like you. It's something which is intrinsic. Uh, if we wouldn't accept Gary, then maybe we could say that we are elitists. But we do accept. Whoever wants to come from any nation, if they want to be faithful to the Torah, we'll accept them. And if that's the case, we're not be- being racist. We're not saying that no one can join us. Everyone's welcome to join us. But the Amanifchar is a mission. And that is to do what our Kaddish Baruch wants. That's why Hashem chose us. That's why Hashem expects from us. And uh, that's, the, that's the privilege we have. And if someone realizes that MS wants to join us, then they can become part of the Amanif Khartu. Okay, so yeah. No, no. No, only Klaistra. Exactly what they're meant to be doing now as well. And that is once, uh, the Ramchal says also, once uh, the other nations of the world weren't, weren't the primary actors in doing what HaKadosh Baruch wanted. So what are they doing? So they're meant to be support staff for Klai Yisrael, which means they're meant to be enabling us to do what Hashem wants. And how they're going to do that? Either by taking care of our, in the words of the Gemara, taking care of our flocks and our farms, providing us with whatever needs we have, so that way we can be free to divide ourselves to do what Hashem wants. When did it switch over that it was like optional without was decided to do the Ras and Hashem, where it became obligated Obligatory upon the Zarefa, upon the descendants. Why? Because that was what Hashem offered us. And then this is the opportunity. You want, you, want to, you want to be the ones to accept the responsibility of that being the Amsagola, and then Hashem will give it to you. And if not, well then Hashem is destroying the world because then there's nobody. And that's what he said to them. The world was hitting on Mat and Torah. Even before Kafir Mat there was a Tnai of Mat and Torah. In Kafir Yisrael's Torah and Motav, now the world's going back to Torah and Because if no one wants to do the Rishon Hashem, then there's no point in the world. That generation dies, and then the next generation there will be a couple more people that want it. That generation dies, and then it became obligatory. Once obligatory, then they were Machayev themselves and their children. Like the Torah says. They were covering themselves in the B'nai Macharim, which is, which is really lucky to be part of that privilege as well. So that's the first point. In other words, the concept of Aman the concept of we the chosen people, means we're the ones whose job is to fulfill Hashem's mission in the world. Now, the, 
so it's not something which is just, so to speak, a social case to a certain uh, elitism because by definition we are born into a different religion. No, we understand it as being something which is uh, obligatory on us. It comes with the uh, chiyuv that Hashem expects more from us. We're the ones who's, who, who are expected to do what He wants. And uh, as opposed to the rest of the world, which it doesn't have that same obligation. Now, there's another basic difference between the Jewish Ashkafa and the Ashkafa of nearly every other religion that there is. And that is, every other religion takes the attitude that if you're not part of the religion, then you're going to get destroyed. That's what the Christians believe, and that's what the Muslims believe, and that's what a lot of the other religions believe as well. That if you're not a believer in whatever they want you to believe in, so then you have then then you're then it's nothing. Then you get destroyed one day. Uh, and in that way, Yiddishkeit is 100% not like that. But that's why Islam and Christianity want to convert the world because it's, uh, there's no other options. It's either this or you, you don't deserve to exist. Whereas Israel sees the world, and that is that there is a place for people to exist. There is a, role, a supporting role that needs to be played as well. And there needs to be people who are going to do that. We don't try and convert everybody to Yiddishkeit. And we don't say that if a person is not a Yid, then he has no future. And then he has no Qiyum. It's not the same thing. Of course, he's not in a primary role, he's in a supporting role. But we ha- people could be in that supporting role. And just like there was always the concept of Chasir uh, Yomisayla, Goyim who doing what Goyim need to do, and they get rewarded for that. Even Nasid Lavi, when Mashiach comes, there will also be Goyim who will be around to, do, to play their role that the Goyim are meant to play. We don't, we don't in, in, in that way, the idea of the Amanivchar is much less extreme than the way the other religions take it. Each religion says that we're the only ones, there's no one else, and they don't deserve to exist. We don't say that. We say that we're the priority of Hashem. But there is a place for other people to exist, and there's a role for them to play, and they're going to play their role. As long as they keep what Hashem wants from them. If they're the they're going to get punished. Today I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah, but it's lip service. I don't know how many I actually have in Oedazar. No, that's right. And then what they do is, that's right for 100%. Okay, so that's the starting point. That's the, what we need to be clear on. We need to be clear on why, it's in, why this is the basis of Amunna. is because uh, considering ourselves equal to everybody else means we don't appreciate that we have a mission to play as Klai Israel. And if we consider ourselves here, yeah, we're not better than anybody else's. So then we, we, we're basically nullifying the, value, the importance of what we're doing here. Because I happen to be doing this, and you happen to be doing that, and it's all the same. And therefore we, we, we tend to equate things. And that's a big mistake. It's not all the same. A, a Jew has a mission. And he's, he's instructed in that, and he's going to be held accountable for that. Now, that's for us. How do we present this? So once again, it depends the way the question is asked. So I'll give you a few examples of having asked the question. And uh, based on, like I said, the way one gets asked the question, so that's the way you're going to give the answer. So one time I was speaking to a, a clergyman, a priest, an English priest, and he asked me this question, obviously that's always the one to ask you, and the way he phrased the question was, you believe that everybody was made in the image of God, right? That's what it says in the Bible, yes, I believe that, it says so. So he said, well, if we're all made by God, so then, why should he be better than me? He made all of us. Now, that's a mistake. The question is a mistake because we didn't say Hashem made us more than Hashem made them. 
what we said is Hashem made us to do a different job than He made them for. So how are you going to put that point across? So I gave a marshal like this. Again, I'm using England as my marshal just because that's where the story happened. So I said to him, listen, in England, but you could use any other civilized country as well. I said, there's, we have... Okay, we'll go with that just for now. Uh, and uh, I said, there's the way that the government deals with the average citizen. And what's the way the government deals with the citizen? Uh, you have certain responsibilities to the state. You have to pay tax, you have to abide by laws, uh, you have to live something which isn't too, like disturbing other people too much, whatever it's going to be. There is the laws that the country has for citizens. And in return, what does the state offer you? So the state offers you a certain amount of security, they have an army, a certain health system, if it still works, uh, tra- transport, whatever it's going to be that the state offers its, its citizens. I said, okay, and that's the way a country works. I said, but within the country, there's a certain subcategory that have a completely different way that the, that the government works with them. And that is the army. Why? Because the average citizen doesn't get food every day from the government and doesn't get you know, the government giving them everything they need and looking after them. Take care of yourself. There are certain basic things you provide enough that you can look after yourself. When it comes to armies, the army expect rations every day and they expect to be looked after and better health and whatever it's going to be. Why? But on the other hand, there are a hundred more rules in the army. Because they, when you get up and what you do and how you march and what you have to do with yourself and they'll give you instructions and you have to listen. They don't tell their citizens what to do. The citizens they leave alone. As long as you're not disturbing them too much, you can do what you like with your life. When it comes to army, everything is regimented. So you're going to say that one second. Why is there such a difference? They're all English citizens, so why, did they, why is there such a difference of how we deal with it? And the answer is that the army, Ba'atsim, the ones who are there to work for the government, whatever, the, whatever to protect the country or to fight for it, whatever it's going to be. So if you're not working for the government, so then the government's going to be much more on top of what you're doing. You're working for them. And on the other hand, they're going to have to look after you much better because they're now responsible for you. Whereas the average citizen, okay, you're living in the country, we, we'll, we'll deal with you, what we need to, to give you the basics to live here, but you aren't necessarily employed by the, the, the king or the crown, and therefore we don't have the same responsibility to you or you to us. So I think of it exactly the same way. All the Gaim are called Mishpachos Hadama. You're citizens of the world. Hashem put you in this world, He has minimal requirements of you. Don't, uh, don't destroy society, don't kill, don't, don't steal, whatever it's going to be. Don't, don't, don't destroy the society you're in. And Hashem will give you life, and He'll give you the rain, and He'll give you food, and He'll give you oxygen, whatever it is He has to give you. But He has no more expectations than that. You're a citizen. I said, can't consider Klai Yisrael the army. We're here to do a job. And if that's the case, we're employed. Hashem is making sure we do what he, does, what he wants us to do. And then He's going to give us instructions, how you get up, and how you wash your hands, and how you get dressed, and what you do all day. But at the same time, if we're the army, then He has to look after us. Like, Hashem, like you look after the, your soldiers. And I said, that's a, so of course, Hashem made everybody. But not everybody's a soldier. You can have citizens too. Well, that's exactly the point, just giving a marshal for it. The Amanivchar means we were chosen to do a job, which means we're now employed. We're now employed. Originally, all people could have been part of that. Hashem gave up on them. So he left them to be citizens of the world. With the minimal requirements he wants from a citizen. But Klai Yisrael is still the, uh, the focus because Klai Yisrael are the army. So it seems like in, in the Mushal, the citizens could be very destructive and hurt the army, and the citizens could also be very supportive and help the army. So I mean, there is, they are just citizens, but at the same time, the citizens have a massive impact on the army based on... So what's meant to be, the citizens are meant to support the army, for sure, but, uh, and then that, that, that's what they're going to be meant to do as well. And like we said, they're meant to be a supporting cost to help Klai Yisrael. Exactly. 
Okay, so that, that's the one way to answer the question. The one. That's a Shadash Chacham. The person wants to understand. Like, why do you, in what way do you say you, you chosen? In what way do you say you're different? If we're all created by God, so what makes you, what makes you Nivchah? And like I said, the, the answer we understand. The answer is because we, we were chosen to fulfill a mission. And the rest of the world wasn't given that mission. The question is just how you're going to present it. So it's just a marshal to present the idea. What did he think? Yeah. I mean, he didn't convert, but he, he had the answer. Yeah. How much are you allowed to explain to a guy? <clears throat> Meaning, if he would have been convinced to convert, isn't that wrong? No, if a person is looking for the MS, he's not to find the MS. We don't try actively to go and convert people, because, like, again, Abraham was different. He, he, was, he wasn't yet a nation of Klai That's where we were starting off. But today we don't actively we look to... We don't, we don't try and convert people. But uh, if a person is coming to ask us, then we can answer that. Because like we said, we don't, we don't take the worldview that you have to be a Jew. Hashem needs an army, but whoever else is a good citizen, that's okay as well. Okay, that's a... That's a that's a... Okay. Yeah. Now, that's a, that's that, that's the Chacham answer. The Chacham answer to ex- if we had to explain the concept of Amanif, why it's like that. Um, now, what's the <coughs> what's the other ways that we could ask the question? In other ways, to ask the question, and what's the right answer going to be? So let's start with the time question next. The time question is for the person who doesn't understand, but he knows that that you consider yourself elitist. You don't want to marry with us. You don't want to. You, you want to keep yourself separate. You want to whatever. What like? What's this? Uh, like you, you want to uh, start to speak, stigmatize yourselves. You want to uh, withdraw from everybody else. Like and uh, why? Why are you so unaccepting or so unwilling to be involved in everyone else? Which is a time question. It's not coming from like trying to understand the principle. It's just what a person sees, and that is everybody else is more was happier to intermingle, to intermarry, whatever it's going to be. And uh, Jews are much more separationists. They're much more you keep to yourselves. You don't want to intermarry. You don't want to be involved. Why, why not? Well, why can't you be with everybody else? Um, so, what's the way to answer the question? If, if that's the way it's asked. In other words, it's coming from the same you said, but without, without the intelligence of answering to explain the principle, it's just the Mazai's question, which is, what do I see? I see that you don't want to, you don't want to inter- like, mix like everyone else mixes. Why don't you want to be with us? Why don't you want to be like us? And the answer is the same answer, just scaled down for the question. And that is uh, that uh, if you had a certain job to do, we can give them a shalom in a minute, but the simple answer is if you had a certain job to do and something's going to distract you from that, so then you understand that, that, that you, you can't afford to, to lose what you needed to do to be involved in other things. And what's the martial arts give? And, uh, which, which, the time asking the question understands well. You have an athlete, and he's going for an Olympic gold. So he spends all his time training. And you're going to call and say, why don't you chill with everybody else? You know, you're always so busy. You're always, you're always, you're always, you're always, all of us are doing nothing. We're messing around, t- 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 taking that easy. Why don't you just come join us? And what's the answer? Now, listen, if I waste time, I'm not, going to get, I'm not going to be in shape. If I'm not training the whole time, I'm going to lose my edge. I'm, I'm going for the gold. I'm not interested in just wasting time. And therefore, you understand him. Right, you you might not be going for a goal there, so you might not be so into training or working after whatever it's going to be. So you're willing to mess around and, and take things easy and chill. But you understand, he's got a mission. He's he's trying to do something. So that's the same thing. It's the same thing. 
and it becomes in the same point. Because when the world lost its mission, so then the basic Hashem expects from them is, don't do things wrong. Don't destroy the world. Don't destroy society. But what you want to do with your time? Hashem doesn't really care because it's not, you're not part of the mission anyway. Okay, so then if you want to spend your time wasting it or, just, or whatever it's going to do, you can do it. Whereas for the person who Hashem has an expectation for, you're going for gold. You're going for gold. And to, to, to take yourself, to distract yourself from that, to be involved in everything else, is that's a losing opportunity. Now, the, the, the counter question that is, now if, you're not, if you're talking about the guy who's sitting studiously learning all day and all night, or whatever he's doing, people understand. You understand. You don't want to, he, he's, he's on a mission. But for the guy who's anyway not doing so much, so why isn't, why isn't he more uh, inter- willing to intermingle? And the answer is, and it's the same, it's the same answer, just again, scale down to the question, and that is, because we understand that a person, he's meant to do that too. And at least what you want is that don't lose the mission. And that is, if, I'm not, if, if you're going to, if, if you're still, let's understand, aware of your identity, so hopefully you'll still do your job. But the more a person blurs his identity and the more he loses that, so the more he's going to forget about what he's meant to be doing. And imagine that we don't want to happen. That's the, that's the time answer. Notice I avoided saying anything negative about anybody so far the whole way. I didn't say because going like this or because they're like that or whatever it's going to be. And that's not, it's not going to help anything. We can answer the question without being negative. We can answer it in talking about revolving around the theme again of what's the mind of Klai Yisrael and how to present it that that's what, what, what makes us need to be more focused on what we need to do or at least not, be, not, not, lose that, not, not lose that focus on our mission by being uh, mis- no, sidetracked or waylaid by, what, by the rest of the world. Would you use that answer also to a privileged woman who wants to get married to a non-Jew? Inter, we're going to talk about that. Intermarriage and assimilation is a separate question. It'll deal with it separately. First, you're talking about the concept question. Amalibchai. Marriage, as in mingling, any mingling. No, he was talking about concept. Why do you think yourself better? Why do you think yourself you, that you, you're, you're this chosen people, you're special, you're different? So that's the question we're dealing with now. The, the question of intermarriage is a separate question, but we'll deal with it in a different way. Okay, now the last question is the Russia question. The last question is the Russia question. And uh, that comes from the point of uh, that, uh, like, uh, it can come in one of two ways. Either it's with a counterattack. Like, you think you're better than us, well, we think we're better than you. Or, the, isn't that what, uh, that, 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 that philosophy of people, uh, uh, you know, that they make certain cases in society and they consider themselves superior to other people, that's Nazi, that's Nazi theology. The Aryans consider themselves to be the super race and uh, the, everybody else were, and they're German, they called it in their language, untermenschen, which means subhumans, and you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. So that's the Russia question. That's the Russia question. So what's that answer? It's very simple. And that is, uh, any ideology which works on that system tries to suppress the, or any other culture. We consider ourselves the best, and therefore we try to suppress everybody else. Suppress the best, and the worst, destroy. And that's what the Nazis wanted to do. The, 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 the follow-on of their theory was, if we're the super race, then everyone else gets to get destroyed. And that's what they try to implement. And that's, that's what you can talk about, the bad of that kind of mindset. But it's, that is not the case. It's exactly the opposite. We don't try and destroy everybody else. 
like we said before, Adarab, we're happy to let them live. They have a job, they have a place in the world, we can let them do what they, well, they can let them do what they want. And not only that, we don't even force them to do what we want to do. We don't force a guy to keep Shabbos. We don't force him to eat kosher. We don't force him to keep the dinner that we have in Sneas nor anything else. We let him live the life the way he wants. The, the, the fact that we're better doesn't mean we try and impose our views, uh, value system on somebody else or doesn't mean we try and destroy everybody else. That's where racism is negative. Where we were saying that we're better and therefore we're going to oppress you or we're going to, de- we're going to disenfranchise you or we're going to destroy you. Whatever of those it's going to be. And that was never the point of Yiddishkeit. We never tried to do that. On the contrary, from the time of the Torah, even when the Jews were in control, in the time of Shleim Melech, and other times when Jews were in power, so they were always going, and there was a din of a Ger Toyshev, and there was a din of and there was, we could live with them happily like that. We didn't try to, to dominate, so to speak, our value system or our culture over them. We wouldn't try to destroy them. That's the, the, so that's the answer to the Russia question of why is that different to racism? The other question is, well, you say you're better than us, we say we're better than you. That's a, that's a question which doesn't need an answer. Okay, so we can both agree to, to think of what we want as friends. Well, we're better, you think you're better, that's, they don't have to answer that. If that's a person wants to say, okay, but that, it's not a, that doesn't affect me. That's a question. What about someone who says, well, when we'll talk about that separately. That's a good question. You don't often get asked that question just as an aside because people don't know enough. But if someone would ask you, how could how, genocide, how could you destroy a Malik or Shiva Amamun? But the talk about it. That's a separate value we'll discuss. Now we're just talking about the general goyim in the world. And the general goyim in the world, there's no mitzvah to kill. There's no other, but it's also to kill. It's also to steal from them too. We have a we don't we don't we don't consider ourselves superior, and that gives us the right to, like we said, to take advantage of anybody else, and the, and the other way around, the superiority comes with increased responsibility, which is the ekiyus side. What we consider ourselves the amanivchar is because we're chosen to work, we're chosen to do a job, and uh, we made a, when we see ourselves as being as being in a different category, it's because it obligates us more, not that it gives us more rights, it obligates us more. That's what, we, that's what we see as the mission of Klai Yisrael. And the last point, I'm just repeating this again, and that is, it's not exclusive. If somebody realizes that, that that's, there's a value to that and they want to join us, we'll accept them. We'll accept them. There's nothing that you can't join us if you wanted to. And Yimele, the Amman Yivchai isn't like a closed club that no one's allowed in. On the contrary, anybody who appreciates the Amas, they can become part of the Amman Yivchai too.